Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. This was going to be my Whiplash review episode. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen the film Whiplash 2011, uh, Damien Chazelle, written and directed by, uh, featuring Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's a music movie. Um, before we get to it, uh, I do want to say thank you so much if you guys are listening into these episodes and uh, supporting the show in any fashion, even just listening, downloading, following our uh, Instagram or Twitter at Tea Time Reports. That kind of support really, really helps us out. And like I said in an episode prior, we do uh, we have our Apple Podcast uh, podcast subscription in the works. Uh, so hopefully, in the next coming you know week or so, we'll have that. Uh, and then we'll also be dropping exclusive content on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you guys stay tuned in for that, absolutely. And then also, I would like to shout out to Cameroon, Nigeria, Australia, and Belgium. Those are our foreign uh, hotspots of listeners. Like it's, it's a strange, uh, uh, I, I guess, mix of countries all over the place. Uh, it's all obviously we love our viewers here at home. Shout out to Parish. Shout out to Florida and all that good stuff. Um, but that's, that's really cool. Like we're, we're reaching people from across the world in a sense. So something that, you know, I, I don't let slip my mind, you know, I, we appreciate everyone, uh, again, showing any kind of support to the, to the show and to all of us. It means a lot. So getting into Whiplash, just finished it literally not minutes ago. I fucking love this movie. I watched it maybe five times and it still doesn't get old to me. J.K. Simmons gives a, a an amazing performance. His range in this film is just it's awesome. He he's so erratic, and he's very he's like a Bill Belichick of uh, I guess a band. He's a uh, an, a conductor um, for like a legitimate pro bands that uh, go and compete at like the Lincoln Center and stuff. He he was a teacher slash conductor for Schaefer Music Academy. So like that's that's pretty much his character's background in a sense but he's completely dedicated to jazz and to music in general and this is a great movie for music in general in my opinion because Miles Teller actually is playing the drums in this like this is actually him playing very talented uh, individual and I, I I'm not gonna lie to you I love Miles Teller movies War Dogs um Not the Fantastic Four, the new Fanta- the new-ish Fantastic Four with him in it. That was bad. Um, but he was also in... Um, fuck. I can't remember. It was a Netflix movie that was really good. And just, but War Dogs. If you've not seen War Dogs, I'll definitely do a review on that. Um, but Whiplash. The score in this, mo- in this movie is amazing. Like, the music, the actual... Um, I guess production value of the film is just so good for a 2011 movie. Like I, not saying that movie, you know, studios didn't have the money to, you know, make good movies back then, but it was just since 2000, like the movies that are really good like this are just slim to none. Um, and if you've not seen this movie, I completely recommend it. Just again for the fierce for the pure fact alone of the musical score jk simmons giving his best performance he'll ever give um and then this is definitely miles teller's best movie i think he 
both of these guys enthralled themselves into these roles. Like, they literally threw themselves into the script. And, like, you can tell. Because, like, the, I remember when this came out, and it kind of came out out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, and typically, like, good movies do that for some reason. Like, you're not expecting this. It's a weird story. Not a weird story, but a different kind of story. Um, genuinely, genuinely a surprise. I know it's a, a little older now, but... If you haven't seen it, I, I think you should. It's uh, It'll remind you of Soul, the Disney movie. Um, it's The entire movie is influenced by music. It, it's run off of it. The story is run off of it. Like, the songs that they're performing, um, you know, not, just, not just in the movie scenes, but, like, literally on set, like, they literally run the vibe of the whole movie. And in this, it's very like aggravated and intense um because like competition brings that out of you and like the music industry is a very competitive uh, especially for like competitive like tournaments with pro bands playing like the reno or you know stuff like that you know massive musical centers where you know you'll have those pro jazz bands or you know just orchestras almost play and they'll be competing and this it's for jazz in a sense and they have they perform many songs in this, like one's called Caravan, but the main song is called Whiplash. And let me just say this, the ending scene of this movie is just, it it sums it up. I don't want to say like it's the best part, but I think it is. I really do. J.K. Simmons is the best part of this movie in general, but like that scene, the end... Just, I'm not going to spoil it by any means, but you know what? Since this is an in-depth review, I am going to spoil it. Literally, Miles Teller's character gets J.K. Simmons' character fired from Schaefer, and then they connect, um, but, but Miles Teller didn't know that J.K. Simmons knew he got him fired. So they reconnect in a bar, a jazz bar, and he's like, oh, I need a drummer in my band. I'm short a drummer. And he's like, oh, I'm there. So he brings him up to this massive, not a massive, but it's like a JVC jazz tournament in front of thousands of people. And um, he does it. And gives, he's like, yeah, we're going to be performing Caravan and Whiplash. You already know the songs. He gets on stage. Everyone else has completely different um, song books, I guess you can say. And he did it to embarrass him and ruin his career forever because he knew that he got him fired. And just the adversity Miles character, Miles Teller's character goes through in this movie is just insane. He's always fighting an uphill battle. And it's not, like, even a battle of choice. It's a battle of determination. Because they go into depth on how to become a great anything in this movie. And they showcase that. And they even talk about Charlie Parker, a famous jazz player, one of the legends. Um, how his first, like, big performance was legit... He got laughed off stage, and he went. And J.K. Simmons was storytelling here, um, and he literally went home, practiced, cried himself to sleep, and then when he was ready, he performed at the Reno, and he had the best solo, the best jazz solo performance of all time. Apparently, not a big, you know, I'm not very knowledgeable on jazz. I'm not going to speak. I don't really know much, but this is what it was said in the movie. And 
you can see Miles Teller was just chasing that success. He was chasing that greatness to become the next big icon, to become a great. He literally uh, leaves his girlfriend and the, and the excuse was, you're going to get it in my way from becoming one of the greats, not just great, but one of the greats. And um, brutal, but in a sense, probably saved himself some heartache. Um, but he was just, he, he was for, like at the beginning of the film, he was immature, trying to catch people's attention to in, in the dirt, nose down in the grind to then he legitimately started taking helm. And I think that's why JK Simmons character in the beginning of the film, you know, told him, Hey, keep working on your cadences, you know, keep working on your basics. And then he came in to Miles Teller's class the next day and elevated him um, because they have a JV, I guess, band at, at Schaefer and he was on that and J.K. Simmons found him in a room practicing and he, was, he saw the determination. So it, if you, it's one of those movies where it's a great uplifting story for the main character, but in a rare instance, this is a movie where like genuinely the villain slash anti-hero or the the antagonist, if you will, is incredibly well-written, and the performance given by J.K. Simmons is just one-to-one. I mean, he goes in on this movie to... uh, He won an Oscar. I mean, he won an Oscar for this role. That's a respectable highest honor. That's the highest honor in acting. The fact that he was given that for this performance, and then, you know, you'll see him in a fucking State Farm commercial... Shout out to State Farm, I guess, for getting J.K. Simmons. But you just see, like, damn, this guy was so talented. He just, you know, probably started off a little later. And I know he was in uh, The Land of Oz, that prison show in the late 90s. But he never really, you know, got famous and never really took helm on a film. Um, Mainly been that side character, side, you know, side guy that always captured your eye for the scenes he was in. But never could take helm and take control of a movie and and carry a film. But in this, he genuinely made it better. So shout out to J.K. Simmons, 100% so. Ah, Sorry, I just had to get some H2O there. But yeah, no, J.K. Simmons gives a performance of a lifetime in this film. The writing is special. Not much is said, but not much needs to be said with the music and the visualizations kind of telling the story for you. And what I mean by the music telling the story for you, I can't literally show you the story or you know tell you the story when it's jazz. There's no words, but it literally just like kind of shows the tempo of the film, the pace of it. When there's like a like a climactic scene, the music's like really like I can't describe jazz without sounding like an idiot, but it's like really unorthodox. And it, like it sounds improvised, if you will. And then when you get into those like kind of slow-paced moments in the film, then you hear that slow, p pe- like that slow piano music or that, the, you know, the little violin or the trumpet, you know, just subtle, subtle music, but it's still attached to the theme. And I and I appreciate that. Um, and another thing I appreciate the setting of this movie. Like it, it felt just all real. Like, besides maybe two shots at the end where J.K. Simmons was, like, 
where the camera was facing J.K. Simmons, and he, you could tell he kind of had a little green screen behind him when he was, you know, conducting the band. But um, the, the whole movie felt real. It felt authentic. It felt like, like I'm legitimately, I could be, like, watching someone's journey right now. And that's what I honestly probably appreciate about it the most is the fact of the realism um, that it kind of gives you. Um, again, it's one of my favorite movies, and it's been out for so long. And if you haven't been able to watch it, I, I again, thoroughly recommend. But I do want to talk about Miles Teller uh, for, for, a, for a moment or so. Um, again, he's one of my favorite actors of the past 15 years, genuinely. And one can argue be- just because of this movie. But I also really like War Dogs. And then he was also in Spiderhead. That's what the movie was called on Netflix with Chris Hemsworth. I loved him in that movie. Um, but no, Miles Teller is a very interesting actor. Heard he's difficult to work with, but everything he's in is always good. It's consistent, except the Fantastic Four film, which I think everyone could admit that movie was dog shit. Um, I think that came out in like 2016 or something. It was terrible. Um, but no, Miles Teller, he, I, I said this earlier, he dives into this role as a guy chasing fame, but not just fame, but legacy. And he wanted to become one of the greats in jazz, in band, in music. And he had the dedi- the dedication and the, the, um, the work ethic to do so. And he also had the talent. His biggest problem, honestly, was that he was too... Like, he's too cold-hearted in this movie. But that honestly comes with benefits. He's focused and he's ready to go. And if you actually you know, sit down and watch this movie from start to finish, you can see his path um, kind of unfold and kind of fulfill itself uh, with purpose um, because he didn't have purpose. He, like, he didn't know why, like, he loved music. You can tell in the beginning of the film, he loved music, he loves it. He loves the to listen to it. He loves to base himself off of it. He loves to even, you know, try and maybe even compare himself to some of the greats and that's the best way to do it that's the standard but he didn't never really had that not only the push as like a person like no one like no support system you could tell when you watch the movie his family and friends never really believed in him not even his father but like you you see that he needed that push from jk simmons and jk simmons kind of became the bill belichick here and pushed Miles Teller to Tom Brady greatness, if you will. And uh, genuinely, when Miles Teller is playing the drums, it is phenomenal. I mean, it is great. And even, like, I can't name any of the side actors and actresses in this film because they're just, you know, sadly, they probably didn't you know, make too much of a massive career off of this. I think the his girlfriend, she was in stuff. I can't remember her name, though. Um, not in real life, but in the film. Miles Teller's uh, lady in the film. Um, she's been in stuff. I think, like, Game of Thrones, maybe, or some shit, bro. I'm not honestly sure. Looks very, like, I remember her from something. But, uh, you know, Miles Teller playing the drums was even better, you know, because he was able, he was doing acting as well as a lot of fucking drumming. And he tied them together, especially towards the end of the film. I mean, the last scene is something you will not forget. They're literally trying to destroy each other on stage in front of a thousand people, thousands of people, and um, destroy their careers in front of thousands. And instead of seeing it through 
they get it started on both ends. But then, like, they realize, yo, this is greatness happening in front of us. Like, we gotta seize the moment, and we gotta put on a fucking terrific show. So then they wind up supporting each other, and then that's what makes it more beautiful. Because they never were at a neutral term of grounds. They were always feuding, because, you know, J.K. Simmons' character is very intense, very, very strict, very, very needy as a conductor or a, uh, a, um, a teacher or professor and he brings you know the worst and the best out of people and uh, in the film around the middle section of the film he kind of walks into the class and he's like hey everyone put their instruments down before we get started i want to show you a player and he shows his player his name was sean king in the movie or something like that and shows a song this guy played on the on the saxophone or the trumpet one of those instruments i'm not like instrumentally knowledgeable either um then he starts sobbing in front of the class saying you know this guy uh, was a very special player he was working on his scales and i found him doing that and then i got him up here and he went on to play at the lincoln center and become a core player and you know he kind of showing that he made this guy's career but also trying to show his accolades he got as well um but that was the first time you saw him actually show emotion that like could be relatable in the entire film. And that's what was kind of a groundbreaking kind of turning point of the pace of the movie, in my opinion, because it got, that's when it got more intense. Like that right after that is when the entire movie got two times more intense. Stakes were higher. There were more competitors. There was more ops for Miles Teller's character. But dude, this movie is just all around a full circle movie that you can genuinely enjoy because not only if you like music and, and even if you don't listen to jazz you'll like this you'll like this movie and you'll like this kind of music in this movie it's actually very entertaining very like how do i say this it just sounds like jazz is typically very original but they, this sounds unique as hell you know it, it sounded like a lot of thought went into the score because it honestly sounded like they, you know, they used these songs that were, you know, key pieces of the story and that they were performing on set and in the film um, to kind of drive the story, like I was saying earlier, with not only just pace, but the tempo. And it kind of gave you a feeling of how, where the film was going to go. But genuinely, I love that. There's not many movies that do that or can do that because they would, you know, lose other areas of the film like dialogue, massive amounts of dialogue. Some movies love for their characters to talk. They think it's the best thing. But in this movie where there's not much dialogue other than J.K. Simmons, who I think has the most lines in the film, and he's the conductor slash professor, obviously. So that makes sense. But it's a very visual visually cued movie like they're showing eye contact between characters and then like that is the that's the exchange you know what i'm saying like jk simmons and miles teller like before they actually went got on the mutual terms without saying a fucking word during a live performance at the end of the movie they looked at each other and they realized like that's what they didn't say that there was greatness and cabin in front they just looked at each other and then jk simmons character just started smiling and he started supporting them. Like those those visual types of cues because there's a lot that can be said that shouldn't be said in film. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, there's too much dialogue. Someone's talked too much in the past five minutes of this film. This guy's of no importance, but is holding like 25% of the lines right now. And that's where it's really good. The allocation of dialogue was really nice in this film. They got to express each other's emotions, not just through dialogue, but through the music. Like, that's what it was so good at portraying, and it showcased it, honestly, beautifully. And I, I, I think anyone uh, that listens to music would love to watch this movie. Um, and it's, it's on Amazon Prime, I believe, if you guys do not have the hard copy. Um, and again, 2011, uh, Damien uh, Chazelle, uh, writer and director, featuring J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. Um, and out of 10, I think I'd give this genuinely a 9.5. I think I'd have to. I, I rightfully so. It's earned that. And I mean, I'll run down, you know, in checklist form, just the benefits of this movie, the, the, the perks, the... the the points that are going to this fucking movie because it's just so good. Dialogue, the score, perform individual performances, storyline, which also includes plot line. Loved the setting. Camera work was very interesting with showing the conductor, you know, and it's like in motion with J.K. Simmons, like, because the conductor uses a lot of hand motions, so they were kind of basing the camera work off the hand motions of him a lot, which was really interesting and cool and creative. Never saw anything like that in that kind of area of film before. Um, but no, thoroughly enjoyed Whiplash. If you guys have not seen this movie, please do. I'm giving it a 9.5 out of 10. And if you guys like these little shorter movie, singular movie in-depth analysis um, episodes, I will definitely start doing them more. Um, and I'll just title them the title of the film. Uh, you know, like, this will be called Whiplash Review. So that'll give you guys a, a more specific thing. If you guys haven't seen this movie, you know, you don't have to go watch or our, our listen to our movie sessions and hear eight movies talked about when you can just listen to me talk about one. So uh, thank you guys very much for tuning into this episode of Tea Time Reports. This is, gosh, we're very, we're pretty far into season two here. So uh, I, it's, it's a long journey. It's going to be longer. Um, but yeah, I really hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Thank you guys. Take care.